0: The trick, I think it will always <laughs> does for me when I am in a bad mood. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember you watching telly obviously Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Blue's Clues. Oh, Blue's Clues was the best. Our mum used to um, uh, dictate yeah. when she would leave to take the other kids to school when I wasn't at school yet by which clue we were on. You know, if we got to the third clue, you're gonna be late. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now the presenter of Blue's Clues. He's now a roving reporter on the One
0: Show. I'm just so glad, him. so glad he's had such a good trajectory. He deserved it, Tony. He really did deserve <laughs> it. He did he did the Lord's work on Blue's Clues.
1: And they repa- pr- replaced um they've made a revamp of Blue's Clues. Yeah. And they have some yes yeah, instead of male guy. now.
0: They get emails, I'm pretty sure. Email? What are emails? Because you get, the, so at the beginning of Blue's Clothes, they receive a mail. <laughs> they receive mail. I, I thought it was email was another word for a man or a woman. <laughs> 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 like the male version of e-girls. Yeah. I emails.
1: Oh, God, I'm so behind it. I don't know genders anymore. They're quirky. Anymore. <laughs> um... <no.
0: laughs> um Very millennial of you, Jesse. I'm really Um, very behind. uh, But no, no, no. They receive emails rather than mail now on Blue's Clues. That's what I've heard on the grapevine, the ex-Blue's Clues fans. We formed a a subreddit. (laughs) It is so strange what you
1: say to children about things. Um, We were walking along yesterday, and there was a, uh, I don't know, a a man in a dress Mm -hmm. um, with his male friend. And, you know, I I didn't even think about it. I just walked past. Margot stopped, pointed, and said, "Mummy, why is that man in a dress?" And he heard, and that th- he was, sweet. he didn't, he just smiled, and whatever. But it's just like, what do you? S- I just, I, I, I didn't know what to say. I just was like, oh, just you know, so that's just he's just dressing in a dress. Why, why not? And um, Donnie was like, no, Margot, I know why he's in a dress. In the Victorian times. <laughs> In the Victorian times, little boys wore dresses. And Margot said, "But this wasn't
0: a little boy, Donnie. This was a man." And I was like, "Well, oh, I don't know that." <laughs> I think I think when it comes to those kind of questions, the most important thing is just that you don't ha- like you don't register any kind of like uh, emotional like um, judgment. Yeah. Because the fact is, if they don't pick up on your prejudices, then they won't develop them. Like children aren't born with prejudices. So all you have to say is. Um, well, he's wearing a dress. Yeah, What's which is what which is what I did. That's the right. But thing it had to just do. come off
1: the back of being on the tube, and there was a full, full like dressed up to the nines drag queen in like huge platforms, glitter. Wasn't even putting a mask on, but beca- holding the mask over um her lips mm-hmm. because she didn't want to get them glittered up. Yeah, the mask glittery. And um, Margot just would not stop. <laughs> so I think she had just she was just slightly confused from the whole journey, just seeing the
0: huge array of. London Human life. spectrum yeah that's very cool, yeah that's, And then there was
1: a man not wearing a mask, and again she pointed in and said, why isn't he wearing a mask
0: mm. I guess that's what you get when you when children grow up in London isn't it yeah. yeah you know but even I think it it is interesting to to know the ways or to to speculate on the ways that they would develop differently to us because I was watching yeah. Bo burnham's film eighth grade recently. And there's this scene where the lead character is talking to kids that are four years older than her. And they're all speculating on how weird her generation must be because she had Snapchat when she was in the fifth grade. And they were talking about the fact that they got Twitter when they were in middle school and how that's impacted them and they can't relate to people older than them. And I was just thinking about how I probably was aware of social media and stuff when I was in school but you weren't at all. And I just wonder how that would have had an impact on our different kind of development.
1: I think the thing is, we had mobile phones and I was still obsessed with texting uh-huh. and snake. Yeah, and corpse. Cool. <laughs> I was obsessed with snake. Um, so I think there's a there's a, a need with teenagers to find your own form of communication, yeah. no matter what it is. It's yeah. just so much more immediate yeah. and varied now for teenagers. Like yesterday, I after the friends reunion and everything, I've become obsessed with all the friends. Um, Cast on Instagram, and Courtney Cox yesterday was wishing her daughter a happy seventeenth birthday, and obviously tagged the daughter. Um, and so I went through all of Coco Arquette Cox's Instagram. She only had about eighteen pictures, but she's already got like four hundred thousand followers. Wow! Um, and I was looking at this seventeen-year-old's Instagram. She could have been thirty, you know, with how she dresses and how she kind of looks. And I halfway through, I realized I was just looking at the seventeen-year-old's Instagram. Really weird looking at her bathroom products um looking at her messy bed <laughs> I'm just thinking what am I doing but I just kind of th- I saw that Jennifer Aniston had liked all of her photos mm. and just thinking this is such a weird thing for Jennifer Aniston to be liking mm. a 17 year old's Instagram and we're living in such a weird world where mm-hmm. this is how you check up on people this is how
0: you communicate now yeah yeah, absolutely and it will feel like you know everything that's been happening in someone's life even if you haven't seen them for two years mm you know, which is obviously what's happened in the pandemic and everything like that. Yeah, but I just I just wonder, like, I wonder how it does it impact your development. um, Having things like Snapchat and Twitter and, and, and Instagram, where it's such a visual thing, where it's about showing people what you're up to. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for the fact that I didn't have an iPhone until I was 16. But to know now that children get an iPhone when they're 11, just mm-hmm. as kind of standard protocol is just... It, uh, you, st- you can't be judgmental because that's just the generation that they're in. But it well, does, it's, it's very Every strange. day we
1: walk past um, 11-year-olds on the way to school. They're obviously walking for the first time on their own to secondary school. And they're all just looking down at their phones. Yeah. Um, oh, no, my <laughs> Amish bonnet
0: has come off. <laughs> oh, Jesse no. is going for a room springer look today. <laughs> um, the baby's ruined it.
1: But even Donnie the other day, I was taking a photo of him because he'd done a really sweet drawing for our podcast last mm-hmm. week. And I was saying, well, don't show your face, don't show your face. And he was like, why? Why can't I show my face? And I was like, just because, you know, I don't not want people to see your face. blah, blah, blah. And he was like, mummy, I, I think it's time. I think it's time for people to see my face. And he's just insisting on me. Now, when I take a photo of him, he's like, you know, he really wants to be seen as a way of, I don't know, feeling like he's... Important, yeah, and it made me feel really sad. And I've been so precious about it. I still don't think I'm going to show their faces, but I have been so precious about it.
0: And um, understandably, I think. Yeah, I um, I'll just turn off the teletubbies now, actually, just because then it's just me watching. Just like I can't. You're not. You're not interesting enough. Um, um, understandably, because. I mean, I, I didn't understand it at first. And we did have a big fight because I would posted mm. a photo of me holding Donny and then I got—I was such a bitch because it was like a really flattering photo of me and then you told me to take it down and I was like, no, I'm not going to take it down. And eventually I did take it down. I'm sorry about that. But it is understandable because they haven't consented to having their faces out there and people are creepy online. And so. it
1: normalizes um, broadcasting yourself constantly. And actually we're in a profession where its we need to broadcast ourselves because we want people to hear our work and mm-hmm. see our stuff and buy tickets to our shows or buy our books. and mm-hmm. So... I I do get, I I get jealous when I see parents who have, you know, 150 followers who can just Instagram their kids at a kid's party and not worry, Mm -hmm. not have any fear that there's going to be some creep out there who's going to look at their destination, their location, look at where they are and, and start to follow them. And
0: I'm not saying that I have people that follow me, but I. You definitely get recognized out in public more. Yeah. And that. And so I just kind of feel like it it's would be strange for somebody to recognize the kids as being your kids, Which they did. Strange.
1: And that, that's that was the trigger when somebody came up to me in Westfield and and saw Donnie and was like, Donnie. Yeah. That's I was creepy. like, OK, that's creepy. Yeah. No more. Yeah. But yeah, it, it did make me think completely different about differently about it. And Courtney Cox, our cat is beautiful. And I'm sure she's going to do great things. Mm. Coco is a great name. Coco, what a name. great name. Um, have you seen Courtney Cox's Instagram? No. Okay, you have to. I she... feel like it would make me a bit too sad. No, no, no. It's really nice, actually. Even though she's had too much surgery, I think. That's my opinion. Mm. Um, she... Because she was just so stunning, naturally. Mm. And actually, the photo she posted yesterday of her with the baby, Coco as a baby, she was just completely au naturel, beautiful. Mm. Um, anyway,
0: she... I love it when you use, like, a French phrase in a sentence. I can't. Going, like, it's a big deal. When <laughs> she fri- was completely au naturel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I say... Let's, let, let's
0: dine out al fresco
1: tonight. When I say croissant in a coffee shop, I panic. I yeah. always think if I said it wrong. If yeah. I said it wrong. Tony, do you want a croissant? croissant, croissant? <laughs> um, anyway, she does basically, re- she's really into TikTok and um, doing dances. She's friends with Ed Sheeran. She does music stuff. She did a video the other day with Elton John and Ed Sheeran. You're talking about Courtney, Courtney or Cox. the daughter?
0: Oh, okay, thank God, yeah.
1: And she does really put together reels. Mm. Um, so she's she's happy. Yeah, she's hip. She's I
0: mean, it is a little
1: weird, but... But is it weird? If it, I guess it, when you have been in a massive thing and the rest of your life, you're... I mean, she has done some jobs, but she has not been, you know... Well, she did Cougar Town, didn't she?
0: Oh, she did Cougar She did Dirt. Do you remember Dirt? No, I don't remember Dirt.
1: I remember Dirt because there was a lead actor in it who then played my boyfriend in a tiny role I did. And it was really awkward because he was a bigger part in the film and I was only there for a couple of days. And then I had to sit on his lap in a scene having just met him and pretend we were lovers and I I blocked it out because I found it so awkward oh my god that was also the film where I had to dance in a club and I was right in the back of the scene and I was just newly pregnant with Margot so I was feeling really nauseous nauseous and really paranoid and um whenever they, t- they said action and everyone would start dancing, you know, really confident, supporting artists just doing really cool free dancing, I would just go into the corner and crouch down. So even though I was jeopardising actually any screen time whatsoever, I was like, I don't care because I am not going to be dancing
0: right now. So I would just kind of <laughs> crouch Yeah, because the thing is, I've been in situations where you have to do like a kissing scene or a romantic thing, and the other actor takes it quite seriously, like almost goes a little bit method Mm. and starts flirting with you. I saw your kiss in Dinosaur. Yeah. It was really good. Thank you. Yeah, you did well, really... Well, I got along with oh, them. Nattarelle. Oh, Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I got along with my on-screen fiancé very well. Mm. But it was strange because it was COVID. We'd just met and then we had to fully make out passionately like, you know, we were about to get married. So that was slightly strange. And he's so sweet, but I can tell he was like a drama school person. Um, so took it very seriously. And then the director said at one point, okay, guys, I want you to... Sl-. It was like a dancing scene, which again was so embarrassing. You were very good in it, though. <laughs> I had to play music. Could, like, doctor, hey the director was like, Oh, slip off at the back, and maybe we'll catch a shot of you guys like slipping off, like you're having a romantic moment. And um, Bav, this actor, was so sweet, got really into it, and like, would like hold my hand, and we'd like run out into the hallway. But the second <laughs> that we were out of shot, I had no idea what to do with myself. When did you let go of the hand, exactly. And he was so sweet, and we're just like, Yeah, come back. And I just like, I would just freeze down, and I'd be like,
1: Oh, <laughs> the things you have to do in scene sometimes where you have to run out of shot while mm. the scene is still going on, so you have to be quiet. Mm. So you just see an actor run out and then just stand by a wall, like.
0: <laughs> it's just terrifying.
1: It's just a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Um, but you're really good in it. and you're really, really good in this time with Adam Partridge. And I'm shocked because when you said you'd done it, you said, oh, I don't have any lines or what. whatever. Oh, it's really tiny. It's really not. And That's you're really
0: sweet. good in it. Well, I'm too embarrassed to watch it. Too embarrassed to watch it. Yeah, we're at that episode, but I think I'm going to be too embarrassed really to watch good. it. Really good. Really, really, really good. Thank you if so much. If I was, I would have milked
1: that. I would have put the whole thing up on Instagram. I would have said, I'm a main part in Alan Partridge's this time, <laughs> episode five. I would have milked, I'm very good at that. I'm mm-hmm. Very good at making
0: a tiny little part. Yeah, well, also the fact is most people don't watch what you post anyway. No. So you might as well lie and say that you have the lead part in it, because they're not going to care. No. They're not going to watch it anyway. But um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I was just a bit embarrassed because of my singing and stuff, so. Singing's great. Such a good singing, bo-
1: singing voice. Donny has, has, is now on a mission to become a singer. Oh, and he I know, started... he wrote a
0: little song. Mm. He came up with the tune and everything. Oh, um,
1: Yeah, he's obsessed with becoming a singer and he, he's started singing all the time and it's actually really annoying. Mm. And I can't say to him... Um, and yesterday I snapped. It was late. And I just said, Donny... If you're gonna sing the entire time, can we get you some singing lessons? Because you can because he doesn't try, he's yeah. just kind of mumbling the yeah. entire time. So I wasn't I was I wasn't meaning it to be horrible, but I was like, maybe we should get you some singing lessons because then when you if you're gonna sing all the time, maybe it can be like a nice singing mm. voice, like not you're just and he got so upset. and I was like, I didn't mean it because you don't have a nice singing voice. When you're trying to sing it's really nice, but just you're just just mumbling the entire time, all the time. <laughs> you're just saying stuff all the time and that's not singing that's just
0: making noise also he does he does such a sort of sweet fake bashful thing so he wrote these lyrics down and I was like oh sing it to me and he was like no 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 no, I'm too embarrassed so instead I was so I thought to provoke him into it I was like okay cool I'll sing it then started doing and he was like no no fine fine I'll do it then fine (laughs) like he's some movie star but I mean how would you feel about him growing up to become something show busy I don't mind, I don't, I, I'm not aiming for anything show busy, but I, I do have an adoration
1: for singers yeah. and, um, and songwriters. So I'm trying to say, you know, and also I want him to make money. Mm. So I've, I've tried to say, if you're a singer songwriter, you'll make more money. That's the clever thing to do. That so is the clever thing to do. now Margot's saying she wants to be a rock star. So I'm saying, Donnie, you could write Margot's songs and then you get all the money from Margot's songs Such and he a likes novel. that idea. So yeah. But they're obsessed with um, George Ezra's "Shotgun." Oh yeah! And so the other day we had to travel all the way to South London, and I let them play "Shotgun" about fifteen times. I feel like down George Ezra's
0: demographic is uh, and primary Margo. school children, to be honest. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I, I always get Tom Odell and George
0: Ezra mixed up. Yeah, they're both beautiful adult blonde men. That's what we want to see. Horatio. Yeah. Is, is, is one of a long line of blonde men that yeah. I've fancied, you know? I
1: think he's going to do a poo on you, just just saying. No, I don't think, Well, obviously, he's wearing a nappy, but, um, yeah, he's right. doing his grunts. Oh. Um, so I would be really thrilled if he... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
0: So um. <coughs> so you've made friends with some parents recently, haven't you, Jess? Well, I
1: don't think I've made friends with them. I've just actually talked to parents, mm-hmm. and I've never done that before which is ridiculous given that Donnie's almost seven. But I've never ever had a... Actually, That's I lie, I'm, I'm, friends, I'm friends with one or two, mm-hmm. but um, I've never had good experiences with talking to people at the school gates, which has been massively affected by the pandemic and having to wear masks and standing in queues and stuff. But I've been slightly taken aback this week. They've started a new school and uh, the parents are nice and it's not that they weren't nice at the old school; it's just that I genuinely didn't talk to anyone for about six months. Um, and I think I, I'm so insecure that anyone will find me interesting that I, I just don't even expect people to even look at me when mm. when I'm waiting for them after school. So, I've been kind of taken aback this week by how friendly people have been to me, and it's just so nice. Mm.
0: Do you think maybe part of the reason why you developed like a weird relationship with? Uh, being antisocial with other parents is because you were so young, initially, and you looked so young. Mm. Do you think that maybe they kind of viewed you as like just they didn't take you seriously or something? Well, I it, it is it is um, true that parents, uh, I mean,
1: uh, are older these days. So yeah. I was I was definitely younger, um, even though you know it wasn't a, a ridiculously young age. Um, but I I definitely feel like they
0: haven't really taken me seriously before. Whereas and now it's like, you know, you're cool. You've well got now, three, uh, you're yeah. capable.
1: I think also I'm, I think I'm just more relaxed at, at the moment. And it does make me quite scared because it does, it does prove the point that if you have a nice... If you are inside, you're relaxed and you're kind of secure in yourself, you do give off a nicer energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just giving off amazing energy right I now. I think you
0: are. You're honestly giving off fantastic chi. Well, I, I remember
1: in a fleeting romantic experience I had with somebody... He was like, um, oh, you're obviously, you've got the scent at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or something mm-hmm. like that. It oh, was the a, scent. What was it called? The, the scent? scent? Yeah.
0: Maybe I have the scent right you're now. You're emitting the scent. Oh my God. But maybe instead of it being the romantic scent, you're omitting the friendship social scent. scent. The friendship scent, which is actually, in a way, more important. Yeah. I wish I was omitting the friendship scent at the moment. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, don't get too excited. I mean, I've li- I haven't, I've only gone to a day party. So mm. I'm like, I'm so and it was shocked. a children's pirate theme party. <laughs> it wasn't
0: exactly like you were the main person to be invited. <laughs>
1: it was your four-year-old. <laughs> oh, and also she didn't, she was too scared to cut. She got involved with the pirate thing. But then when it was snack time, she just wanted the cake and to sit with me on her own. She mm. didn't get involved with any mm. of the kids. Because so. mm-hmm. she got good taste.
0: Yeah, she appreciates, uh, you know, elevated conversation, this young woman.
1: It was all about, and she oh, it was so sweet. She got into her pirate dress, and Donnie and her were having a fight that morning. And I heard them downstairs bickering, and she was like, Donnie, I only got my pirate dress for you. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, they were yeah. just fighting the entire time, but also playing the entire time. They must be, they. So entwined mm. with each other's It's just amazing. Mm. It does make me really appreciate the sibling bond even more, just watching it. Yeah. Watching it grow. My mm. God, it's beautiful. Mm. It's really, it's, it's so codependent. Mm. Even, even, even little things like snacks, you know, they
0: measure their snacks to see who's as oh, bigger. Yeah, yeah. And if even like there's a crumb of difference between the size. Yeah, my God, I remember that exact feeling. I remember so vividly um, being in our back garden and me, Ben and Jamie all getting divvied out Marylands and <laughs> it being of vital importance that you kind of kept like a, a, a god around your biscuits because if anybody took anyone else's, you would like have the most giant fight. And I'd been protecting my little pile of Marylands for the longest time and I picked one up to go and eat it and Ben swooped in behind me and <laughs> ate it like a seagull out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I I remember like crying so hard that I didn't even make a sound like it was just like it was invisible screaming um, oh yeah my god. so it's just it's like it's 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 just it's wonderful it is wonderful having that closeness that. Anger can turn into laughter like within a second when yeah. you have that with a sibling too. Yeah. So. It's also
1: this borderline weird sometimes when I notice that they're getting on so well mm. and then they write letters to each other like, Will you marry me, Donnie? And I'm like, when do I put a stop to this? Yeah,
0: because you don't want it to become <laughs>
1: weird. <laughs> like Flowers in the Attic, weird. Yeah.
0: You don't want to... Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I remember reading Flowers in the Attic when I was on the one holiday like, I've ever been on with Ben and Jamie and me as, like, a a three, um, when our, when our parents were separating, and our mum was, like, back in the UK with you and Robbie, and, um, our dad took us to took me Ben and Jamie to France. And <laughs> you just stayed inside. The and we our dad just went cycling every day. <laughs> and me Ben and Jamie just stayed, stayed inside this villa, fighting viciously over um, Mario Super Galaxy in the ending because we all couldn't agree on what the ending was of this particular game. Getting burnt viciously in the sun because none of us were prepared to be outside that long. And me reading the Flowers in the Attic trilogy of books and being more depressed than I've ever been in my life as a 13 year old. And um, just eating French bread and Nutella every day and coming back to the airport. And our, I think our mom, we, you know, she was so relieved to have us not in the house, thinking that we would have had a great time coming back from the airport. And then the three of us just walked <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, looking like we've been traumatized. <laughs> that was not a good trip, but you know.
1: Um, we also had a good experience last Saturday. It just reminds me of talking about succession. Mm. We both, um, B.B. came to help me this week sign 2000 Sunset Books and um, our lovely publisher, he gave us both a succession mug because mm. we spent the entire duration of the signing listening to a podcast with Mott Kieran Culkin.
0: With Kieran Culkin. Oh my
1: God, who is my favorite person in the world. That didn't work. And um, yeah, it just it, it reminds me of, Kieran Culkin was talking about growing up with um, six other siblings and growing up in tiny spaces like we did because we've recently moved and we've gone from a kind of a, a relatively big house to a, a, a very small flat again because we decided we wanted to live where we're going to be happy and stuff but I'm completely fine with living in a small space because of how we grew up mm-hmm. I mean fair enough I always had the big bedroom and you guys all had to share felt bad about that but um yeah Kieran Colkin talking about his childhood and, f- and most people would be like that's tragic
0: they lived in such a small space, that's tragic, but he was so fine. Exactly, and and he wasn't he wasn't asking for pity, he was saying it factually, and being like, because he was trying to justify why, as a 30-something with a child, who must be now incredibly wealthy because of succession and everything like that, still lives in a small flat that he's been living in since he was 20 or something and like that. And he chooses to stay there. But it's because, it, it, it's like, if that's the space that you've grown to feel comfortable and like it feels weird to be anywhere big and airy you know yeah and I just love the fact that he wasn't he was just saying it that's how it is you know yeah he is so cool he's
1: so cool and, and just, he was
0: brutal about it, his father and everything mm. like that
1: but again you could paint that he wasn't painting it in a tragic way he was just very matter-of-fact about it and I think that's something quite nice I think everybody wants to paint kind of you know misery onto people if it sounds kind of not normal yeah and he seems completely screwed on. Yes, he's had a very strange upbringing, being a kind of a child star with an incredibly famous brother. But even when Mark Maron was like, um, oh, so my God, it must've gone mental when Macaulay got home alone. And um, Kieran didn't even describe it as a big thing. He was like, oh yeah, when Mac did that film. Mm-hmm. But you know what, it was just it was just another job yeah. that they were doing. They've yeah. all worked, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we got the Succession mug after yeah. this, which was really sweet. Although they don't really look like the Succession characters, no, do they? No, they don't. Shiv looks like Shiv. Mm, Shiv does it look like Shiv with her lovely little hooded eyelids. She's just so gorgeous mm. and sexy and sultry. Um, but it was quite an experience signing all of these books. Yeah. And I am really worried that I signed
0: it Jess Cave. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel really bad. And you were worried that you signed it um, Kate Hudson at one point, weren't you? No, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah.
1: Cameron Diaz. Why are we talking about Cameron Diaz?
0: How can you not oh, bring up we were Cameron talking Diaz? About Cameron
1: Diaz because it's Diaz. She... Why are you
0: saying Diaz?
1: Diaz. Cameron, Cameron Diaz? Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz um, because she has her biggest meal of the day for breakfast. Mm. and we were talking about how that must be good for the metabolism oh
0: definitely god yeah speed it up boost it up right in the morning give you lots how of energy to, to, to run around doing all your little tasks surfing she does surfing of course she does surfing yeah. how do you think she gets such an incredibly sculpted bod oh my god i'd love to be a tall yeah. surfer woman oh yeah, yeah yeah i'd love to be just like washboard abs just golden tan i tried to do self-tanning this week didn't go
1: well
0: <laughs> didn't go well I think I just have to accept that I'm going to be slightly doughy, fleshy, um, uh, pastel colored for the rest of my life. It's yeah, just never going to work it. out for me. Embrace it. You know?
1: It. If you could be, I, I think I would quite like to be a woman with no boobs. Mm. Like to have, na- like a nightly level, like just, you don't need a bra. You,
0: you never would need be a great. bra. I've been experimenting with the no bra this week. You cannot and it do hurts. that, baby. It just hurts me. It just hurts me. <laughs>
1: There are some women
0: who never, ever wear a bra. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't like to feel them swinging around down there. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: what is it about... What? What is it... Because I saw a woman walking to me the other day. She had big boobs.
0: And no bra. But they
1: were pert. Mm-hmm. I hate that word.
0: I hate that word. Yeah.
1: And and she just looked... It was very surprising. Mm because she didn't look like she was
0: trying to be overtly sexual. She just like she couldn't be fucked put on a bra. Well, I guess, you know, for some people it's a feminist thing. Oh, you know, right. bras are, like, a way of, like, She didn't look that feminist. I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I think it's, like, it's more of an aesthetic choice. Bras kind of sometimes, like, get in the way of the top that you're wearing. She was and... wearing a T-shirt. She did oh, not need well, I mean, to be braless. Oh, well, wow. Okay, well, then that must have been a political move. Must have been a political move. But, yeah, I've been trying to dress a little bit sexier. I've been trying to wear things that, in previous years, I've shied away from. Um, should we close that window?
1: just a school just a school trip oh my god what are you doing bb BB? shouting at strangers (coughs) um
0: yeah i think the fake tan thing was funny Mm -hmm. because um and i don't like being one of those girls that does stuff just because they know that their boyfriend was gonna like it but i just i'm so sensitive to comments that horatio makes and it's never he's never saying it in a judgmental way or anything like that. He's always just like ma- making comments in the way that I make comments about stuff where he said, oh, I think people always look good with a tan or, you know, I like it when you wear like sporty things or like tight dresses or anything like that. And I just realized that that'll be fun when I try doing that for a little while. Like it's a character that I'm putting on or something like that. So I tried this fake tanning thing, not realizing that when you put it on your hands, it turns your hands bright. You have to wear a glove. orange. Yeah. You have to wear I mean, The thing is, like, gloves would make it all uneven. I thought no. that if I did it with my hands, it would be more even. And it wasn't even. It was I not even. I want tanned hands. <laughs> I don't want tanned hands. I don't want tanned hands. And it's also faded completely. But um, I I, I just had a, a strange like moment of being this tanned lady in a in a little tight sporty dress, and I was like, this is just so strange. Why am I doing this? But I think it's because for all of my like all of my adolescence and probably my early 20s, the beginning of my early 20s, um, I just was embarrassed by not l- looking the way that exactly I wanted to look. Um, and But well, how do you think I felt as an early 20s, going around like a fucking m- Mormon? And you went to an extreme, right? So I went to an extreme too, of like buying weirdly perfect, sophisticated formal 50s dresses and dressing like a madman housewife for yeah. about five years. And- I'm now just kind of like trying to go a different direction from that but because it take that was years. just it that was just so much of a character that I was putting on myself, and maybe wearing short dresses and getting fake tan is also a bit of a character. But it's fun to kind of realize you you know you have the ability to yeah, you know, shift take shift these different personas. Years for you to find your style, like just a normal balanced look on things, you know?
1: Yeah, and to find like I maybe find it's it being tr- an actress too. I don't know. Well, I find it strange when people. Try, I mean, I don't know. I find it strange when people don't ever change their style. Yeah, it should evolve, it yeah. should change. It was nice that you wore those dresses for that period of time. You looked really good in them, mm. you didn't look like you weren't being you, mm. and um, it will take years for you to find like what you tr- feel truly comfortable in, yeah. So I mean I I I, I know exactly what you mean when you see what you were wearing and then you feel like that isn't me. Why was I wearing that? That's not who I am. I'm mm-hmm. you know it it's really horrible. And I and I I do feel weight is a big part of that yeah. because I I definitely wore things because I knew that they I felt bigger mm-hmm. and I wanted to maybe hide that or wear clothes to look like I didn't care that I was bigger. Um and yeah, y- when you find yourself comfortable in your on your in your figure more you're able to wear clothes that you, you, or even if you just accept your figure, mm-hmm. you find yourself able to wear different types of clothes. Whereas yeah. I think I was in denial for a long time about my size and I, I kind of tried to hide it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well also I've just realized like, yeah, you have the body that you have and I'm never gonna have like skinny little athletic limbs or whatever, so, but it doesn't matter. I can still wear the dresses that only people with skinny athletic limbs would yeah. wear. And I would still look fine in them, you yeah, know? and it's who cares if you <laughs> Who the fuck cares?
1: Um, I I definitely had this epiphany the other day where I was wearing a dress and I definitely, I had a bit of a tummy in it. And Margot pointed the tummy out. She was like, "Mummy, do you have another baby?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I don't. Um, Why, your dress looks like you've got another baby. Um, and yeah, it was. Just, I, I constantly feel like there's somebody who's gonna tell me off mm-hmm. about my tummy mm-hmm. or my legs. And that is because of the industry and how I've you know, had awful experiences with my weight in the industry. But
0: um, yeah, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. And it's summer and you should just be free to feel comfortable wear and whatever no bra. the fuck you wanna wear. Wear no bra. I mean you like have even- orange hands. Exactly, have orange hands, just be sexy. And you know, I'm not gonna be young forever, you know? So it's like, how ridiculous that I thought I wasn't good enough to to wear certain things, and it's like everybody's good enough to wear whatever they want. Like literally, whatever they want. So that's what I'm trying to channel, you know? Yeah,
1: it is uncomfortable at first, but then you'll get used to it. Totally. <laughs> okay, come on then. Let's sort you out. Let's sort you out. Do you wanna watch? Uh, do you wanna watch the Baby Club on mute? The Baby Club. Oh my God! Big news, though. What? Talking about the baby club. Hello. <laughs> Hello. The baby club. Let me just the baby, club, yeah. Hello. Hello.
0: the baby club, yeah. Hello. The baby club. The baby club, yeah. The baby club. The baby okay, club. The baby club,
1: yeah. The baby club. There we go. Do that every day. Watch about ten episodes that day. Thank you, Giovanna Fletcher. Thank you, Giovanna Fletcher. Uh, anyway, I'm doing her podcast. Nice sweaters. I'm doing her nice... podcast. No. Happy Mum, happy baby. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> not till September, so not ideal for promotion of the book, which is out in less than two weeks. But that is so beggars cool. can't be choosers.
0: That is so fucking cool. Good for you, Jesse. Thank
1: you. So finally get to meet her.
0: Finally. Tell her I read
1: her book. I read mm-hmm. I audiobooked her book.
0: Hear those sonorous tones
1: yeah so i'm going to i'm going to say please if you ever you know f- trying to look for a p- replacement for the baby club presenter can you just put a good word in for me see bbc hate me but i would be perfect for that job really do you think that would you would actually enjoy for doing that it? Jo- i that would be my just dream job really i get to be around babies the entire time i guess so i get to sing which you know is my calling in life mm. mm-hmm I would get to have my baby with me in the baby club.
0: What a, what a dream job. I guess actually for a short stint, that would be really cool.
1: Perfect. That would
0: be really, really cool. And,
1: and it's only, they're only about seven minutes long the episode. Exactly. <laughs> be home by 10. Mm. I'd have to move to Southwood. They'd probably do them. I wonder how Giovanna did it. Mm. I'll ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask her. She bought some doodles once. That's nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, she didn't, I didn't want to be creepy and say, I know that it's you and you're married to Tom from McFly. McBusted. So, but I just thought, I'll just put a little added touch on. So on Tom's t-shirt on the, on the moon drawing I did for her, I wrote, it's all about you.
0: Oh, that's a nice little touch. Nice little touch.
1: Thank you. That was,
0: that's an artist's touch. In fact, you're going to be an artist this week, aren't you, Jess? You're going to the seaside.
1: I am. I'm very worried about it being sunny. Tell, I'm te- take, tell our listeners. I'm now. gonna take an umbrella. I'm gonna be landscape artist of the year.
0: It's a competition I'm for artists. Fucking win it.
1: <laughs> I will win it.
0: Oh, so you're like the token like Party cartoonist, dolls. you know? Yeah.
1: How do you well, how do you start a drawing, Jesse? This is on the research chat. Pencil? <laughs> do you go from a photo? What kind of textures do you use or um do you do you follow a, a do you what do you have a process? I just do an outline in pencil. <laughs> so sweet. I, I'm i going to be awful.
0: Are they filming it? Is it going to be like a TV yeah, show? Yeah, it's on BBC. Oh, wow. they big time. <laughs> That's really
1: cool. It is cool. It is cool. I'm very lucky. To, I'm going to take the baby and Alfie and go to the seaside. But apparently it's either going to be torrential rain or a heat wave, which isn't ideal for me in, in both situations. Mm. So um, it should be good. I'm sure you're going to win it. Well, i'm gonna I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos of how to draw a landscape mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that' probably be a good place to start, wouldn't it
1: yeah I had to really I, this is like when I was on pointless and they asked one of the questions was what's the what isn't a border what what has the longest border of a country and I in my panic, I forgot what a country is yeah and it's like this with um I when they said lands when I was on the research call and they were like you know landscape art, I did have to think about what the fuck is a landscape <laughs> <laughs> I really, I just, do they mean the
0: sea <laughs> well I guess landscape would just be yeah I mean think of like a landscape photograph right so it's just going to be a horizontal drawing of the land scape right okay that makes it clearer mm, thank you mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got got cogs working up here. You know that?
1: Yeah. He's very hot. It's a very hot day, isn't it? What are we going to talk about? (laughs) So did you have any experiences at school which you think of directly, like primary or secondary? Actually, primary, primary. Let's think about primary. Do you have any experiences which you think directly have affected your adult life?
0: Well, I mean, it's not at school, but I think it's, like, uh, what happened when I was younger. I think not having my own bedroom, um, like, literally sharing a bed with my mother until I was 17, (laughs) I think had a very huge impact on me, and I didn't realise it at the time, and I only realise it now. Because if I think about it, I was going into school every day, especially when I changed sick forms to, like, a, a fancy sick form with loads of really cool kids who not only had their own rooms, but, like... A bunch of just, They had wings. They had they had a bunch of shit going on. Like to think about how different our existences must have looked. If you had like a a sort of a if you could split the movie screen in half and you would see me going home and seeing them going home, they'd probably have like boys coming over to their room, they'd be smoking out the window. <laughs> I like like going into bed with my mum because we didn't have enough room. Um, and that's not to say that we were deprived in any way at all, but it was like with Kieran Colkin saying, yeah, we grew up in a small space and that's just how it was. To just think about the fact that I didn't have the same expectations as other kids um, growing up, I was so much lower maintenance. I think that has very much impacted me as an adult, where now, um, uh, like, I just, I have like a different sense of expectation with regards to space and, and living and everything that m- maybe some of my, my peers do. But um, I think
1: our upbringing with less things, um, um, it means that whenever we buy anything now, I feel guilty. Yeah, it's like a bonus, um, yeah, it's any like a proper bonus. Well, no, I feel guilty. I I feel like uh, this is something I don't actually need. Mm -hmm. Why am I buying this? Or why do I have more than one pair of shoes? Or why do I need, why do I need, why do we need more than one bedroom? We can all share a a bed. Yeah. And to be, you only realize from, you know, being with somebody who hasn't grown up in the same way. Yeah. You only realize from being with somebody who has had a completely different upbringing that you're, you're, you have completely different needs in life. You know, Alfie needs space, he Mm -hmm. needs doors. Mm -hmm. We didn't really close doors. Um, and that kind of thing is kind of is interesting to think about yeah
0: definitely and
1: almost you could go one of two ways you could lean into that and live kind of in small spaces as a grown-up or not buy anything and be very frugal or you could be yeah but then again
0: like despite the fact that we like in in some ways we're very frugal we also have mountains upon mountains upon mountains of stuff and going through it and realizing that we hang on to everything is also really interesting to look at as an adult because other people are fine with throwing away stuff but like we as a family cling on to every single thing that we own so that now it's like it's beautiful that we can like go into our storage unit and like find a a primary school notebook from you know when we were eight years old that's wonderful but having all of them means that how do you get rid of any of that you know i think that we all probably have a slight attachment issue to to things i don't know i think it's time i think it's all about time now that i have three
1: kids and i have moved house nine times in six years nine times um it's it isn't necessarily attachment to stuff it's is it worth going taking the time to go through this stuff and not focus on your life right now and what's just happened is over the years our mum with five kids has just basically accumulated we've all accumulated through her and it's just meant that we chose to live rather than go through mm-hmm. and a lot of people dedicate time each week to even sorting out their house yeah. or getting through and we just we didn't choose to do that yeah and i think there's something quite nice about that mm-hmm. because it meant that we were living in the moment mm-hmm. and not constantly deleting as we as we're going along, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I it's I went to a friend's house this week this weekend and it was just so cl- clean and there was very little stuff and I just thought, oh my god, like we are, w- w- any spare corner mm-hmm. of a property we are in, yeah, we fill
0: with, with anything we can, yeah, um,
1: but you know, fuck it,
0: yeah, fuck, fuck it. it, fuck it, fuck it it doesn't matter if it's it's not messy if you know where everything is it just looks like a mess because there's a lot of things in there it's oh. not very minimalist we're probably the opposite of minimalist. we're maximalists aren't we like, yeah we're life's the maximum yeah yeah so I guess maybe that's something that I feel like has impacted me from childhood up until adulthood it's not needing um things to be normal you mm-hmm. know like I yeah I just uh, because it was never... I didn't know that it was abnormal, but not having my own space and stuff like that and just sharing everything has, um, I think, made me quite adaptable. Mm. But it also means now, when I do get my own space or I do get my own things, I'm quite precious about it. Like, for some reason, Horatio has this habit of... he Whenever we're like, we want to have a Coke Zero, he opens up one and we share it, and it's like, excuse me, I think, I can, I think I'm can—I think an adult woman, I can have my own Coke what? Zero. But... He always opens one. Who doesn't want a full one? Who doesn't want a full one? Who doesn't want a full one? one I know, but the thing is, I still enjoy having my own can because the fact is, when we share a can, where does the can go? It goes on. It goes on one side. So then, if I want to have a sip, I have to go and reach over you to get the can. I know that you're going to take a sip in a second. I I prefer having my own can. Well, I'm of it still slightly
1: horrified that you both have Coke Zero, to be honest. I only found this out when we were doing the signing the other day, and John offered you a Coke Zero, and you acted like that was not a weird thing, I and can't you believe- had a Coke Zero. And then you make up, that you have them all the time. I do have them all the time. What the fuck, BB? It's a bad habit. Why is it a bad it's habit? About, it's not that it's a bad understand. habit. I don't care that it's about, I don't care at all about the aspartame or the fact that it stains your teeth, whatever, it erodes your enamel. Oh, okay, or, <laughs> That's all a number I care of about reasons. is the fact that I just have never thought of you as somebody who would drink a Coke Zero. I would not have. I would have. I would have, thought that, I would have thought you absolutely do not like a Coke Zero. So the fact that you you have them all the time, I just feel like it's just a betrayal.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, that's, again, that's something that's clearly a hangover from our childhood because we were so in each other's spaces and business and I tried on your clothes constantly and you took me out to coffee shops. and Because we shared our whole existence together, that's probably why we react so weirdly when you find out a piece of information about me that you don't know mm. because we feel entitled to each other's lives. And I love that. I do love that. But it means that it's very uncomfortable when I I find out that you've hung out with somebody that I don't know. Or even yesterday when I saw you talking to like some parents and you're being all friendly and stuff. And I was like, (laughs) I'm our only friend. (laughs) It's so strange. <laughs> but it's because we feel entitled to each other's lives. I know. And that's wonderful. But I feel like other people don't have that. No, that. when So I that sp- is a hangover from our for my childhood When sure. I've
1: spoken to people before and they've said especially in the last year when it's clear that I've been writing about sisters and, you know, we're doing podcasts and we work so much together and stuff, and they're like, Oh my god, I just can't imagine being that close to my sister. I haven't spoken to her in weeks or oh just she's I just need some space for my sister right now, you know, just not speaking to her for a few months. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. I, I just can't fathom that. Yeah. But that is a hangover from our awful situation, which yeah. is that we now know that life can be just taken. Yeah. And I I would prefer to be uncomfortably close to you yeah. than to lose you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, afraid yeah, yeah, that's going to yeah, be...
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, That's just the way it's going to be. And I like the fact that, like, even though we're super, super, super close, we're not, like, close in the way that some sisters are close. Like, you know how, like, some sisters are, like... Like, they just get all naked in front of each other and stuff. You know? Like, how some girls... It's not even just sisters, but, like, some girls, like, go to the toilet in front of each other and, like, get all naked and, like, drinking and, like, having a party. We don't do that. That's strange. Get all naked and drinking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Some girls, like, they like, oh, does this outfit look good? And, like, strip down, like, boobs out and stuff like that. If I see your boobs, I feel shocked and traumatised. Like,
1: it's we don't... Breastfed three children, thank no, you No, no, but, much. like...
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely so, so agree. So we're not that kind of close. No. Like, we're not... Like we don't really eat together. We don't eat together, no. We don't. We don't eat together. We don't really
1: Stop. eat together. Yeah. But that's because we're so fucked up with eating. Exactly, exactly.
0: And we, we know that we'll judge each other for whatever's yeah. meal is. I only feel
1: comfortable eating in front of Alfie. Yeah. <laughs> also,
0: um, so, is it, did you, did you, how are you at sharing? Are you sharing awful, food. Are you awful at sharing things in general with other people as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. Very, very. Five kid? It must That's be. a five-kid thing. That, that is a five-kid thing. Yeah. I thought you'd be better at sharing. No, 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 no. No, if you've had to share your entire life, even now, it feels like a luxury to be able to buy my own clothes because I've been wearing Jesse's hand-me-downs for the last 10 years. Um, it means, sorry, if it's mine, it's mine, bitch. Get out the way.
1: But even with Alfie, if he, if he has a drink, he doesn't let me drink any of it. I think maybe he's not very good at sharing, which has meant me not to be very good at sharing lately.
0: Well, also, because I was so traumatized, when I had to share drinks with my brothers when I was younger, it's they would fucking backwash, okay? <laughs> I don't want a weird, yucky boy's drink, okay? I'm sorry, I'm not a grown-up girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I used to eat on like an upturned red toy box because we didn't have any table space because everything was so completely covered it's, in it's... stuff. So when it'd be my meal time, we'd be like, mealtime mm-hmm, meal time, <laughs> doing. I'd, like, squat there by, <laughs> by the door.
1: Mom, <laughs> it's like, just because emphasis wasn't, <laughs> emphasis wasn't placed on, you know, having a fancy meal and no, having a nice... Dinner. No, It was just like, okay, here's Pepperami some food. Pepperami cup and some rice. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just not, like, slam our, our mum because she is just so brilliantly practical and doesn't fuss over things that don't need to be fussed about. Yeah,
0: exactly. So she I would, was a fussy eater and she had too little time in the day to like get me to not be a little bitch. So it was like I was just going to eat whatever whatever was needed. I grew up strong and healthy.
1: I'm fine. But she would she doesn't she doesn't think of herself at all. She doesn't put any thought into her own enjoyment of things no. because she's so so selfless. And so quite often she would just eat dinner on a on a kid's chair yeah. in the kitchen um, watching TV with watching um, casualty yeah watching Casualty or EastEnders um n- next to the bin yeah yeah because that's just that it was just easier it was just like oh you're finished put it and in the there. tv
0: had cling film over it it was like a little tv had cling uh, film over it because it was right next to the sink <laughs> uh, and so it didn't get water were
1: on it Angelina Ballerina mm. and space jam yeah. or something yeah Sitting on some down. videos yeah but i d- look back at that now and i look at donnie amargo kind of living a really lucky a lucky life you know, and because I because we grew up where you know we didn't buy many things, we didn't have n- particularly nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really rebelling, rebelling,
0: yeah, rebelling, reb, reveling, reveling. I'm
1: reveling, reveling, reveling. No no, 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 no. I, I, rebelling. I mean, rebelling. Yeah, there we go. We got it. I'm rebelling. By secretly buying like really expensive cots, and, what if you can and do it? Because and I know my I know. And oh I my had god! If our mum saw, if she and if saw. she sees, she's gonna be like, Where, "Where's that cot from?" And we're like, "Oh, it's just I just got it really cheaply. It's just fine. It's just Um, but it's kind of what's so beautiful about her is that she's completely accepting of the fact that I am choosing to do this. Yeah, and she's. She sees the benefit of it. And it's, it's, it's also funny because I'm finally realising it's not that she's trying to be frugal. No. It's just because she's so practical and she's kind of a bit of an inventor. She's always just made things out of whatever's available. Yeah. Um, she's like seeing this really well done cot and she's like, oh, that is really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Like, she can, I she would have done that it. if I could make it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, I, I think our childhood was just wonderful. Do you know what I mean? It was just the best and in a way it makes it makes sense that our um our surname is cave because we did kind of grow up like little cave children you know um it was about like making it work and like the colkins like kieran talks about in the mark Marin podcast is not like oh i feel sorry for me there were too many of us instead it was like it was wonderful and it was probably different from what most people expect like a from what you would expect from like a nuclear family, two kids and, you know, a two up, two down and kids have their own bedrooms and like have boyfriends and girlfriends that come over to the house. You know, it wasn't like that, but I'm glad it wasn't because it suits our personalities that we relied on each other. And and it was um, just creative and we got to draw on the walls and it was just yeah. fun. And emphasis was placed on working hard yeah. and Being good at what you do. Exactly, and being kind to each other, you know? Mm.
1: And that's exactly what I'm going to try and do with Donny and Margo, make sure they don't grow up into, you know,
0: dickheads. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We were always so kind to each other, you know? I remember when Jamie had his girlfriend over when he was uh, uh, 15 or 16 or something, and of course Jamie had a bunk bed in the same room as me, my mum's bed. (laughs) And he brought his girlfriend over, and I didn't realise what they were doing because I was only like 12... Still, old enough to probably realize what they were doing, but I was very innocent. So I baked them some cookies and like barged right in. <laughs> and then Jamie's poor girlfriend had to like cover herself with a pillow, and I was like, "I made you cookies." Oh, yeah. So there we go. That's Dinner? so
1: sweet. Yeah. Well, I really, I really would listen to Kieran Culkin talk all day. Actually,
0: totally. He just
1: seemed like fuck it. As well, I loved it when he was talking about Succession, and he was he, Mark was kind of asking about the different processes of the other actors, and he was. Kieran was basically saying that the guy who plays Kendall was Jeremy, very, very serious, very yeah. method, and appara- and you can just see how he's quite similar to um, Roman mm. in real life. God, if we did a montage of all the times we talked about Succession on this podcast,
0: I'm actually gonna. I was considering rewatching it yesterday. Well, I I think was I'm thought, gonna have to. I was like, it's a Sunday. It's a Alfie's Sunday. What, what else again. am I supposed to do? I was I on my know. own, you know.
1: Anyway, so he said that Gerald, um, the guy who plays Kendall is very method, and he doesn't like calling. Um, scenes, scenes. So when they're rehearsing, um and Kendall's like, "Can you please not call it a scene?" You know, what we're just because gonna he has stop... to get into the headspace. Because he's no, because he just wants it to be like real. So don't ever say action. Don't call it a scene. Don't say cut. Just keep it very like we're actually in it. But Ro- I mean, Kieran likes to fuck that up by being like, "Well, actually,
0: I'm going to do this scene yeah, 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 now." Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, thought yeah. that was so funny. He's and... so cool and funny. Yeah, mm. oh, just love Roman. We love, just love, love Roman. Roman. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry that I keep itching. Oh, fuck's sake. Look at little rash you got. It's just I got prickly heat because I sat in the park. I genuinely can't go outside. (laughs) I'm allergic to the sun. And I'm allergic to all sun creams as well. If anyone has
1: any advice for BB,
0: I just bought this sun cream. It's called Green People. And it's. No, BB. I tried all of this stuff. It's the only mineral sun cream I could find. Yeah. It basically Uh, is made out of zinc rather than uh, being made out of. um, so, it doesn't sink into my skin, it like sits on top and apparently doesn't cause allergic reactions. So, I'm trying it out this week and it hasn't caused an allergic reaction so far. But you need to wait three weeks for it, you know. But basically, because I sat in the, the sun for like an hour with my back to the sun and in sun cream, I'm getting prickly heat everywhere. Poor so BB. Poor BB. He's gone to sleep just perfectly at the end. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. She's going crazy, watch her now Watch her, she's going crazy